Hey family, thank you for following and trusting the path that led you here. This is Flow Space, Conscious Conversations with J&D. I'm Jerrica. And I'm Deandra. Our discussions will be led by intuition and spirit as we continue to evolve and learn about what it means to live an earthly human experience. Today, we have Manu joining us for a conscious conversation. Manu was born in Italy and came to the U.S. in her late 20s. She spent over three decades studying and working with the world of intangible energies, a.k.a. metaphysics. Her spiritual practice includes past life regression therapy, various energy healing modalities, medical intuition, feng shui and space clearing, and her teaching practice includes Reiki and other energy healing trainings, intuition and psychic development, and channeling classes. As a psychic medium and channel, she has been communicating with crossed over souls and guides all her life. Her channeling practice has opened her to communicating with different alien collectives in spirit, some of whose soul collectives have been helping Earth and humanity in the evolution process. Through her channeling over the years, they have educated Manu on galactic information to support her to help others through this incredible shift that we are all going through right now. This gave birth to her latest offering called Akashic Readings for the Galactic History of the Soul, where she takes her clients to explore their origins beyond Earth lives. Welcome to Flow Space, Manu. Thank you, thank you. I'm Deandra. This is Jerrica. Thank you. I'm very excited to be here today. We're <laughs> so excited to have you. So to begin, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Mm -hmm. uh, where do I start? <laughs> <laughs> that's a big that's a big thing, but I'll try to make it um, interesting and fun. Uh, so um, my name is Manu, and I was born and raised in Italy. Um, my um, my growing up was um, interesting because I experienced reality um, in a psychic way. And at the same time, I knew that people around me didn't understand what I was seeing or feeling or hearing. Um, and as confusing as it was at the beginning, and then I kind of, it became my norm, right? So I was like, oh, okay, this is what it is. I can see energy. I can see that people. Sometimes I talk to them. I was never afraid of any of this, but I knew that this conversation, especially when you grow up in a... Um, country like Italy and in the 60s and the 70s <laughs> that's that's when I was a child um there's a lot of um, dark connotation about this sort of situations or religious belief that they're limiting and so I was like I'm gonna keep my mouth shut but then um my story continued with the death of my brother um, when my brother died, um, it was like a shock to my system because I grew up with um, a mother who was mentally challenged or sick or not well, right? As much as I loved her all my life, but it was not easy. And my dad also wasn't understanding her mental situation. So it was difficult. My brother was the only person actually that understood me or I understood him we were like very 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 close 
Uh, so when um, he died, some people think I had a Kundalini awakening, but I was 20. I don't think I didn't have the consciousness of the brain to understand what's going on. I was just grieving. Um, I experienced it as an explosion of my pineal gland and whatever I experienced before my 20s, it was all of a sudden like multiply for 100. So it was seen more clearly, energy, spirits, animal spirit, everything. Um, I was feeling a lot more. I was getting panic attacks, anxiety, extreme anxiety. But like I said, I was 20 and I couldn't, I couldn't really talk to anybody about this because I was afraid that they were going to either medicate me or I knew, I knew what it was, but I didn't know everything else. I just mm -hmm. needed more metaphysical answers about it. What's going on with me and my body? Why now all of a sudden I see and I hear everything. Uh, and I isolate myself for a year. Um, you know, my parents understood. I was like, I had to grieve. Sorry. Uh, and I started reading everything I could bring to my attention to read from astrology, near death experience, medium experiences, all the, the books that, you know, back then we didn't have a lot of it and now we have a lot more. But that's how I started to um, explain to myself what was going on, um, what reality is, quantum physics, metaphysics, started to study religion. So that was um, what I did. <laughs> yeah. So when um, the pandemic happened, I was like, oh, I've been there. I've been isolated before. This is going to be easy. I'm going to read some more, study some more, right? Um, but that's the only way I think sometimes when something so drastic happened in your reality. The only way to go is within and drink knowledge experience and practice and try to slowly process uh and then what happened next and then i moved um i had the um, intuition a psychic feeling um to move away from my country i was like i'm not gonna do well here <laughs> this is not i mean i love it but uh i had to move away and i moved to miami um and that was fun um and um that's when i started to study a little bit more and different stuff because the u.s had more material to study with um then i got attuned to reiki and i started with energy healing um now i am attuned to other different frequency of energy healing um i started um getting very interested in um past life regression therapist actually the first past life regression that i experienced was when i was 21 or 22 after my brother died uh and i studied with the local people in italy but i never really practiced and then when i moved to the states i started studying with um other people other teachers uh and that was one of my practices but all of this was really like how you say here in the back burner mm -hmm. <laughs> uh i wasn't i was a hairdresser for many years but all these energy healing and metaphysics they're like hobbies or um not really hobbies that that was what i did when i wasn't working so i wasn't very social not that i didn't want to <laughs> i can be social but that was my interest and also a need so yes i think i started uh switching uh, from being a hairdresser to slowly right but then really 
I think seven years ago, it's when I'm like, I can't do hair anymore. Probably longer now, I can't remember it, but. Uh, so now what I do is um, energy healing, and I teach a lot of stuff. And basically, I never thought I could teach, partially because, you know, the belief system sometimes tells you shit. It's like, mm -hmm. you're not American. This is not your language. You can't do that. Uh, and then I realized, but I've been studying all my life. That's what, that's, my, that's what I do. That's my experience. I've been um, facilitating healing for people for so long. Uh, so I started to teach, too. Um, I teach Reiki. I teach um, IET, which is another form of energy healing, which I love to try on both of you eventually. <laughs> uh, I study psychic ability, psychic uh, psychic development and intuition development since I had to do it on myself um, and what else I teach medical intuition because that's one of the thing I do with my clients yeah. and um, that's my life now and it's such a beautiful story to hear how it unfolded for you to bring you to where you are right now like being able to see you in in your authentic space and being of service in the way that I feel like you were born to do, you know, it's such a beautiful thing um, to go back to your childhood for a little bit. When you would say that you could see the energy and all of these things, but you didn't have somebody to like either speak to about it because of, you know, whatever situation it was. How did you move through that as a child? I have to say. Um, in my experience, I don't I don't know if anyone has that, but that's all I knew. I didn't have the consciousness to panic <laughs> or to say, oh my God, this is wrong, this is bad. I also had, as I know myself, a wisdom, a natural wisdom, not to panic or not to believe whatever I was told. Like I had this natural feeling, sometimes people will say things, I'm like, that's not true. Or other people will say something. I'm like, oh, that yeah, actually that resonates. So I have that resonance mm -hmm. with, and, and it's not like there's a truth or not. I think everything is true, but there's different perspective. But I had to believe true to my perspective, right? So I had that as a child. It wasn't traumatic. It wasn't crazy or unusual. That's all I knew. Obviously, when you grow up and you go, holy shit, that was fun being a child talking to that people I, I i wish i had more like awareness around it i would have write down things you know yeah. it was just like oh okay they're here they're not um it was like um all i knew yeah. how to be right it was your normal it was very it was regular yeah and i asked because like um part of my goal with the podcast is always so that if anybody listening might be experiencing something even if they're not a child it's an adult and they're seeing energy or they always saw energy but they don't know like what to do with it i always like to like dive deep into that to see like maybe somebody hears something and it sparks something that allows them to step into their power and live their authentic life thank you for that because i think nowadays especially nowadays we desperately need people who demystify this, who normalize it, because there's a lot of people that, um, you know, they have different belief system or they have different energy or, or families or culture and they're terrified. Mm -hmm. So we need, we need to validate these experiences and not label them as I'm crazy or coincidence. And we need to talk about it. The only way to do it is to talk about it. Uh, so you give permission the other person to, sometimes say 
oh wow actually that happens to me too or I didn't think of it that way or something so I think it's important now yeah Yeah. and it is to me a way of that's kind of like my mission I mean I have many missions but one of my mission is to empower people um and guide them through their natural true power and intuition and psychic ability because we're all psychic it's not like a gift given mm-hmm. to few uh it's just being um interpret such a like a dark uh, force that people are you know fall away from it yeah it's something like i love emphasizing because i know that a lot of people reference it as gifts but everybody has this gift if you want to call it a gift we all have the power within ourselves and because of fear and other things that you know society and people around us um push forward it's people are afraid of their power yeah so i love to normalize it and speak about it and just bring people to that space of being them yes that's what it is fear yeah Yeah. it all comes you know you can have a, a hundred conversation and a hundred point of view, but then in the end you realize it's all because of fear. Fear is very limiting and it's no one's fault. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, we're not here to blame anyone. We're just here to say, hey, there's different perspective and different experiences and it's okay to have an experience. Yeah, and in elaborating further on that to someone who may have fear within themselves because of the lack of normalization around these experiences, Do you have any advice for someone who's navigating um, these kind of experiences on their own and don't have outlet and desire some sort of solace? Um, Take my classes. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) Uh, I mean, there's there's books out there. Not all the books. uh, You know, you write a book with your perspective. And um, the the realm of the unseen energy is being described and portrayed and narrated with old perspective in mind so there is the um idea of protection okay um and um that needs to be demystified and um, and healed and evolved that needs to evolve because we don't need protection that's why people don't want to tune in with the invisible energy first of all because if they don't start to be open about it they can't perceive it and that alone gets scary and then because they've heard stories that this is like possession and this is evil and this is wrong and this might cause you this and that the reality is that nothing's gonna do that for you you're the only one can do it for you it's it's in your belief system like if in your um family they're telling you about and i i tell this to my classes a lot just to make them laugh if in your family for generation generation they tell you that green lizards are evil right and then you're gonna start <laughs> seeing green lizards everywhere and you see an energy and perhaps it's a butterfly but you like oh my god it's a green lizard um because that's in your subconscious the subconscious is like your software right and psychic ability is not really in the mind but the mind translates your you know the energy of other people or the environment of yourself and translate it through your ego mind and through the subconscious so it's very easy to see what what you're afraid of or what you've been told that that's what it is and um, this is my experience of 30 years working on my subconscious because when you study hypnosis and hypnotherapy you do it yourself like I had people who do it for me and 
even at the beginning when I used to see certain things, I noticed after many years of subconscious work, you're like, oh, this is really what it is. I thought it was something else. It's just like a magical thing that happens. Like, oh, my, my eyes are projecting something different because my subconscious clear. So the idea of protection is to be updated. And what we do, myself and my partner, Aki Rata Baker, that I teach with, uh, we teach like intuition classes and stuff, uh, and Reiki classes, we bring this concept constantly to show and empower people that um, it's all within yourself. You need to clear yourself, you need to know your energy, you need to do certain things. Um, but you don't need any protection shield. No one's there to get you. Uh, it's all in your reality. You're manifesting your own reality. And it's also about frequency. And I think that's such a great perspective because even myself, like I know there's times that I have that in the mind, like, oh, I need protection, like with this unseen energy or whatever it is. But that's uh, fear-based mentality and like outdated, like you're saying. So thank you for that perspective because that in itself is expansive and I feel it also kind of segues into something um, that I know we want to speak about is like working with um, the unseen energy and also like if people call them as aliens and other kinds of intelligence and beings so I know that that's something that you work with if you can talk a little bit about it absolutely actually I will talk a little bit about it because we know nothing yeah <laughs> there's so many there's so many plane of existence and realms and star races star councils um I have been um so I've been seeing dead people for the most part until I was 20 and then after 20 I started seeing other things other skin colors and I started having dreams of me having a different skin color blue specifically that's that's my dreams uh recurrent dreams um and i encounter other star races in my dreams and then when i started practicing reiki energy healing which is you know a frequency that allows your frequency to be faster and i don't want to say higher because that's hierarchy because higher is like it's higher is better no it's not it's just faster and uh, our frequency always fluctuate but naturally when you stream and energy healing uh you vibrate faster and you have um the inc more incident of having psychic ability basically and that's why all our students when they come for the classes after one or two attunement they start being more psychic and open because of the frequency right so the psychic channel open more so i started communicating and working with uh groups uh they're helping me heal the person because I don't heal anyone we heal ourselves right um but when um you have you're given such a gift as reiki or other energy healing and you you become a clear channel for it um you you realize how much support the human race has especially now uh and this support is available to us and their frequency are going through me or through the client or through me and the client together um and uh it's beautiful i mean yeah there's a lot of um highly spiritually evolved star races out there uh and you know you, a, a lot of more channelers have been talking about this there's more books out i read all of the books and i follow all these channelers and there's always like 
they're basically saying all the same things but with different stories or different perspective because there is no one truth um what is that shared story so the shared story is that once upon a time uh in the first dimension there was god or source and it was just there basically we all come from the same energy you know like the saying we're all one Mm -hmm. and we come from source some people call it god some people call it source um i sometimes call it creator energy right um when um, creator decided to experience itself uh these stories are have been saying the same thing that the big bang right um and from the big bang the universe happened but i also have encountered many universes in my akashic reading so like i said i know very little because even if i continue to do this for the rest of my life i'll know maybe one percent of what it is to know out there yeah it's vast Mm -hmm. but this is the common main story that they're saying and then each planet evolved and then there were some um particular some star races who were involved with the um consciousness and how to create a consciousness that um expanded for the surface of other instead of the surface of selves and um uh, they call them the lyrians from the constellation lyra uh also vegans are not the people who don't eat meat but <laughs> <laughs> the vegans from the planet vega um or vega uh, however you want to call it um, which is in the constellation of Lyra, they were also doing this. Andromedans were also um, master of DNA, from what I understand from a, a lot of perspective of people saying Andromedan. Then we have the Arcturians, they were doing that too, and the Syrians. But I feel like, and this is just theories, you know, because my brain is full of theories. Uh, I can't really prove anything 100% because when I channel, I still translate the frequency with a limited brain. You know, how do you prove that I'm really talking to the Arcturian? I don't know. I feel like uh, I am. <laughs> They're saying things that make sense to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of channelers have been, you know, illustrating the similar stories. So all these star races um, right now are helping Earth because her is not doing great, right? And if we continue uh, at this level of consciousness that we have been living, we're gonna destroy the planet. That's, you know, obvious to me. Uh, <laughs> so the, the solution from this being outside of space, um, outside of Earth, um, is to um, help us expand our consciousness somehow. So some people have illustrated the idea that um some some of us have actually lived and existed before earth and then decided to come to earth to be that frequency to help everybody else's consciousness to evolve a little faster um as far as dna goes because i study a lot of the dna uh if as a soul you enter a human body, you automatically have the DNA of every star races because those star races created the humans. 
but as a soul you might have not experienced all the star races maybe half of them or maybe three maybe two so that's more like in your soul memory experience but as you enter as you enter uh, that's a wrong term but you know as you enter a human body a human baby with the soul that is ancient right um you you have that dna and you also have that connection so through our dna we can actually connect because that's our blood right we can actually connect with every race we could perhaps perceive memories or or even if we never really existed as that race so there's you know there's there's two history there's a soul history and there's the human history but that's pretty much what the books i've read and the people that talk about it are saying right that um even one of my favorite teacher greg Braden, if i can say his name he's an anthropologist in uh in one of his classes he was saying to us that the modern anatomical human i think that's the term the western science term uh show up on this earth two hundred thousand years ago and never shifted really genetically um and um there's a chromosome in our brain um and when scientists started to analyze that chromosome they realized that there was dna um surgery um or procedure that was done that were many many years away from knowing how to do that it suggested control mutation it suggested that the alien were like yeah we know what to do that we've been studying dna for millions of years and now we can create another um the human race and um, hopefully it'll go well so um because science western science is the way it is and they want 100 percent, and sometimes they can't say or they don't want to say things but we do Mm -hmm. um they they say it's a random mutation and this is the chromosome that actually helps your consciousness expand or helps you seeing and remember i don't remember what it's called actually but um that was one of the study that like kind of stuck with me because like what do you mean random and we all believe that yeah. And even he said, like, <laughs> it's random as, like, a plane crash into the mountain and then a hurricane comes and the plane works again. That's the random that they're talking about. It's almost impossible. <laughs> We're alien made. Okay, just realize it. But it's so scary for some people even to go there, uh, especially if they continue to watch the, <laughs> the television mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and to see that the aliens wants to control her or come here and kill everybody. You know, it's a concept that for some people don't yeah it reminds me of like going back to like the intuition and these abilities that all humans have and then the fear that was put upon it it's like this fear that was placed upon the idea of an intelligence um you know beyond the human intelligence like another race or another being an alien from another place it's like that same uh, same kind of concept of fear that perpetuates and like just goes around and around to keep us within like this confined space and only believing what like whatever we're told to believe basically yeah yeah it's all about the belief system uh and you know a lot of people say we've been brainwashed we've been traumatized we you know the patterns that we have our dna i mean it is what it is we can't blame anyone it's just evolution mm-hmm. and evolution is time too you know mm-hmm. um 
so I don't feel like I was brainwashed or whatever or humanity was. It's just like this is the way we evolved. And sometimes, you know, uh, there's some um, skip and turns and uh, um, we wish things were better, but they are the way they are. <laughs> yeah, I love that perspective because it's very empowering and unifying and expansive. Um, it really helps one connect to their own energy and their own inner authority to live the life and take responsibility for the life that they want to live. Um, do you have any kind of um, knowledge or theory about why is it that these other beings did choose to create humans? Like, what was the main goal behind that? I think from what I understand from my channelings, or from what I can gather, uh, or trust um, that you know time is not linear right so it's sometimes hard to describe things out of time uh, but this um, start so yeah it is yeah. right <laughs> even in my Akashic it's like I'm not telling you this happened after that it's just I can't I can't say like let's just follow a line and then you go wherever you want to go um, because even in past life, we need to talk about past life for a person's brain to understand they're regressing. Otherwise, they're not healing. But really, they're, helping, they're happening simultaneously. Mm -hmm. it's, it's a concept too big for anybody's mind to just absorb, right? Because we only live in a third dimension right now. So, um, But um, I think it's about consciousness. I think it's about... Um, the equilibrium of the universe um, is not only up to Earth, but it, it, it takes many planets and energies and photonic light to just exist harmoniously. And right now, Earth is not going with the flow. <laughs> so the only way is to create um, or tweak the DNA or um, do something that I don't know how to explain it, but in a way that our consciousness could expand and evolve into love. And and, and another person explain it with polarization, which I really like that, and I agree with the polarization fact. You know, duality is very important because without without duality, there's no creation. So there's a positive and a negative. But human gives meaning to the positive and the negative. Um, and a spiritual mature person understand that it is what it is. It's not like the negative is bad and the positive is good. It's just two energy that they're needed. Mm -hmm. The night needs the sun and the day. Otherwise, there wouldn't be no sun. Or, like, how do you understand? Mm -hmm. All those um, energy create another thing, you know? Like, two creates another one and then yeah. another one. Um, polarization is going to the extreme of one of the two poles. So um, there's also, a, I think a psychiatric doctor who wrote a book about um, the polarized mind. That's the problem now, is that people get so afraid or polarized into opinion and there's nothing else that can move them away from that opinion. Like even with the COVID, um, there's a group of people that are like, I can't believe you're not vaccinated and I'm like, and the other group is like, I can't believe you're not vaccinated. And it's like, and they're the one having issues and anger <laughs> because what it is, is like, where is your body intelligence? That's what's most important to me that you, you are in the middle. You're not polarizing to these ideas. I have ideas too, but I'm not polarizing them. I keep them for myself 
and I relate them with myself. So right now, humanity is polarized, and unless we kind of go in the middle, which is, you know, in the case of a vaccine, I know this is, um, I know people here is already <laughs> like, thinking like, what is happening? For, but that's a good example, yeah. right? And in, in, in that example, first of all, you cannot control uh, virus. You cannot control Earth. You cannot control your own life or your own death. That's some, a matter of a soul. Mm-hmm. We need to be compassionate for everybody that's going through everything, fear and, and diseases. We need to be compassionate and help others, for sure. But you cannot be polarized thinking that this will control and save everything or not the opposite will, right? That's, that's that's two ways that they're not going to yeah. go anywhere. They're just going to stay locked into the fear element or the control element. Uh, so when you come more in the middle, your thinking is like, um, I want to do what's best for me, what my body is telling me it's healthy for me, because I'm also here to help others. And also, as a principle, you shouldn't listen to anyone. You can read everything. But if it doesn't resonate, it doesn't resonate. Everybody is different. Everybody has a different frequency, a different body, a different nervous system, a different metabolism, a different allergies. You know, like you really need to listen to your body. For anything, you have to kind of like be in the middle and help the next person yeah. or your community. Yeah. Right. Uh, but this is a long, I mean, it might take 700 years before the humanity become less polarized right mm-hmm. um but this is one of the book i read was saying that a lot of alien races knew about this and basically when you when you uh leave source source um you become um not polarized but you're on your way of polarization to become unified again and that way of separation, right? When you leave source, you feel separated. And in the way of learning what separation truly is, you become polarized. And then when you expand your consciousness and evolve and you become spiritually more mature, you come more in the middle. You know, when I see spiritually mature people, I don't see them arguing, defending their belief with their teeth. I don't see them being angry or very fearful. Things happen, they go, ah, that's destiny or whatever. We're gonna sort it out. Um, And I don't see them um, projecting their fear to others either. You know, you see see these people. Yeah. They're calm, they're compassionate, they're loving. Uh, They're like, yeah, that's your opinion, good for you. Yeah. I have mine. Uh, So that's what I, would like to see humans become one day but i also am patient and i know that it takes a long time yeah and i feel like it is definitely happening like that's where humanity is going and i feel like i like to say like it's already there i know the outside world might not look like that but like holding that belief that we are where we're gonna be like because we're here now um, it's the time perspective. It's already happening. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> yes. It's such a like weird concept to try to um, put words to it. Yeah. Like it's really the feeling. And that brings me to something when you were saying um, about like all of these things that you were describing. I know that some people, if they've never experienced it or they might have like a closed mind, they can hear it. And it's like, what? Like, what are they talking about right now? So like experience really helps people 
understand what's being spoken of and i wanted to share like personal experience is um in terms of the dna that you said like the alien race saw this and you know they were able to do something that science labeled as a random mutation it brought me back to when i had the past life regression session with you and having a spiritual surgery you know like for years i deal i dealt with um fast heart rate like irregular heart rate symptoms in this physical body and during my past life regression i had this spiritual surgery and no lie like since that day i haven't had any symptoms that i dealt with on the daily basis multiple times a day so for somebody hearing this it can be like yeah right like you know the science said it's random it's random but like once you actually get to experience it firsthand and open your mind and your heart really to that possibility that we can heal ourselves we don't have to believe what the science is telling us because not there's no one person on this planet earth that knows everything like you said there's so much beyond us that we have no clue about and it's really just believing and feeling with the heart what feels true to our body and what we choose to believe and give our power to that enables us to move forward and like i just love that you were giving those examples and that's why i wanted to bring the personal um example to it so that people can really conceptualize it and like allow themselves to be open to all of these possibilities that are not spoken about oh absolutely and yeah you are so right about that um experience is what creates even a shift in the subconscious yeah, you know absolutely. you can hear it hear it over and over and over but nothing's gonna change you need to experience that's because we're human mm-hmm. you know and um and yeah and also because we're right now like like you said it's changing and because the earth frequency is faster so it kind of makes for us possible to vibrate faster for the entire people uh, we're having more experiences like that we're having more experience and um, more validation and even for some people um they might not know what's going on right or they've never read a metaphysical book or uh, a spiritual book or they've never really been to any practitioner who does this um but having the experience is like um i remember once a client um had one of that experience like he had a awful pain and some energy came through and um the pain disappeared and he had tried everything and i have been saying i this is my style of work i said to people i'm not i'm not the healer here i'm just calling the energy the energy will do it and that was the time that he experienced a vision and a color and the pain went away and he's like i have no idea what just happened but it's the first time that i have faith and this is huge and you know like you okay then i have a list of books for you here you go yeah um but that um to me was like whoa um it takes a lot you know for a person to let go of their fear and says you know this wasn't taught to me i don't know what happened i don't know what i saw but my pain went away and i feel amazing inside and it's i trust now that's so beautiful Mm -hmm. that's so impactful And to be led, you know, as you were saying early on in your story, how this was all in the back burner. This is really like your life's work that you have been doing. And really what was on the back burner was being the hairdresser, you know? Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's That's the way I see it, too. Uh, And uh, I tell this to all my students, right? And I tell them, 
you're never gonna know what you're gonna do sometimes you do but most of the time you start to do, like you have like a, a lifetime experience and you're doing something else and then eventually it moves into this and you go oh that's why i was reading those books mm-hmm. <laughs> oh that's why even being a hairdresser prepare me to be holding space for people because in a way i used to hold space for people and listen to them all the time and touching their hair and being with their frequency at the energetic level my field was preparing to interact with different people right i never saw it like that Mm -hmm. uh so it is um you know right now that we're expanding very fast and people start having experience and they confuse and the question that i get all the time but I know this is not my path. Where is my path? What is my path? And I say to them, this is your path. There's only one path. You're doing great. <laughs> it's just be patient. I know humans are not patient, but everything you've done so far is not wrong. It's a part of what you will do, and you will never do the same thing. If you go with your flow, you will move through other you know, jobs or situations or towns or people. Um, just trust that there is a divine design in a way and that divine design doesn't want you to be blind it wants you to enjoy to create and to choose but whatever you do it's safe (laughs) it's your path yeah it really it really eliminates that pressure of like am i doing the right thing like what do i need to know to be where i'm supposed to be and it's like no you are where you're supposed to be and it's bringing the self back into that grounded um presence yeah as opposed to like going further away from their truth yeah Yeah. because we don't even know how this moment is serving the future moments to come beyond what we can conceptualize and understand now oh yeah we don't know the more we know the less we know yeah that's my you know and the more you the more i study the more I think, oh my God, this is like crazy. <laughs> like, where's the time? I don't have time, you know? Yes. Um, but yeah, that's the more you know. And also, yeah, as an experience, right? I never thought I was going to teach. I never thought I was going to do Akashic greeting for the galactic soul, but I've been interested in aliens since I was 20. So, duh, like, it's almost like obviously if I think it now, but back then I was like, oh no, that's just my thing mm-hmm. it's just like reading comic books right yeah. it's like oh that's one of the things i do but you would never know that now all these experience and i don't even call it experience but like life experience and things i like to do can turn into a um a tool to to help someone else or empower someone else yeah absolutely and i wanted to touch a little bit about the channel uh, channeling if you can explain for anybody listening who doesn't know what channeling is and what that looks like for you what it looks like for me <laughs> that's a great question because it looks different for everybody <clears throat> channeling is um receiving frequency from different dimensions right and i have to say that there is a lot of talk of dimension and in density um some people think dimensity dense dimensity yes that's a new word that we created today <laughs> density and dimensions are the same thing and they could be for some perspective i differentiate the two um i feel that density i truly believe that the density is like the your frequency your vibration or this cup as a density okay um and the dimension is the correlated space in which you can experience that density 
Um, the dimension is not a place where you go. It's not separate. It's all within ourselves. It's just a side of reality. So right now we are experiencing the third dimension, which is three sides of seeing one thing, three sides of seeing our reality. Um, when like when it comes to time, for instance, the three sides are past, present, and future. When you add one more option for the fourth density and fourth dimension, you get eternity, right? Because in the fourth dimension, you don't die. You know, you're in spirit. Uh, and as, as well as your soul progresses, it experiences the fourth dimension reality or the fifth dimension reality. Nothing is better or worse. Uh, there's also this escapism of this, like, I want to go to the fifth dimension. It's like, wait, what happened to the fourth? So much fun to the fourth. How are you going to go to the fifth if you don't learn the fourth? It's a progress. It's a natural progression, right? Mm -hmm. So I never resonated with that. I'm sure they're talking about fifth dimensional consciousness is a way like some people can actually host some fifth dimensional concept and consciousness and living in the third. Everything is possible, right? <clears throat> and everything is like around us so when i channel i could be reaching to energies that resonate or exist in a fourth dimension or fifth or sixth and every frequency is different for me um so their frequency passed through my energetic body and um, i translate it i don't do it with um so i started doing it when i was 20 and I did it by writing, which is called automatic writing. It's one way of channeling. Um, and you basically, you know, tune in, relax, and you just allow this frequency to come through you. And then you write. You basically translate in the frequency. So at the beginning, because I was pretty much in my ego, like most people are when they are young, except for a few. But that was my reality. So the ego like doesn't allow for um, an optimal translation. Um, and as I work with my ego, with past life regression, with um, lots of other therapists that I worked in, energetic therapy, um, I can't, and also by channeling more and more and more and more, you cannot identify where your ego comes through. And that doesn't mean you eliminate it. It's impossible. Your ego is your identity. You know, it's a beautiful thing, but you have to understand when it comes through. And even sometimes now I channel something. I'm like, what the fuck is this? This is, this is my ego. I'm going to try tomorrow. This is not, it doesn't resonate, right? Because you have those days. Um, I have, uh, for many years, I have been practicing trans mediumships, which is a form of channeling in which you really fall into a deep trance uh, to the point where your consciousness kind of like you pass out and with your voice, um, you speak um, other frequency that kind of takes over you. Mm -hmm. So that's one of my favorite things to do. Um, but I've never done it for, like, it's just for hobby, <laughs> say for practice, for experience. And I do it with some of my friends. Um, and the other channeling that I do, which you will see, like, some channelers out there in YouTube, right? um just to enter that space and let the frequency through and i kind of understand what the frequencies are um but because i've never done it in public because that, i think that's my 
I don't want to say my path because I do channel every day, but that's not what I have to do. Mm-hmm. I don't have an audience for that and I don't care to have an audience for it. It's just like my thing. Um, the most channeling I do is through the Akashic readings. Uh, that is all channeling stuff. And what happened is what it feels for me uh, is like I'm there, I'm not there, right? Uh, my body really heat up. Uh, I need to drink more water. Um, my hat get really really hot when i channel i can channel for a long long time i mean i've been practicing for 30 years so um but i also do other things so i don't really have the time to practice five hours a day but i think if i channel three hours in a day it's plenty for me like i need like three hours after to rest and ground um it's kind of like um as a person that really admire once said um we're talking about ascensions all the time, right? But this is descending. So you're, you're, you're absorbing light and frequency because that's what you are doing. You're an open channel. You're a clear channel. You're absorbing light and frequency. No matter what they're saying to you, no matter the meaning or the message, people are obsessed with messages sometimes. No matter that, you're absorbing frequency in your body. <clears throat> and you need to have space and time to assimilate the frequency. Because earth was pretty dense it's still dense but it was denser 30 and 20 years ago when you channel and you allow this light through your body you kind of clear some of the density and that's how you heal so to me it's healing um and like i said messages are like yeah some people said the arcturians are like that some other people said they're not some people said the dragons are evil i personally think the extraterrestrial dragons are the best (laughs) But that's my experience, right? So does it matter what we say? To me, the most important thing is we're transmuting light. And we're being like, yeah, transmuted. And in my Akashic reading, I also know and see the people I'm giving the reading feels the light within themselves and get transmuted. So this is what we're doing. This, this is the main purpose why we do it. Um, I do teach a channeling class actually the next one will be in December how would you um, compare or differ um, channeling from intuition Um, it's a good question Deandra (laughs) thank you (laughs) it came to mind yeah (laughs) it is a um, so intuition as I teach in my classes intuition is in your nervous system so if you have a nervous system, you have intuition. It's got like one-on-one, right? Mm-hmm. Um, intuition is the ability to um, know something without the need of conscious reasoning. So you, you know something, right? So the evolution of intuition will be psychic ability. Like if you are entering a room and you feel something and you're like, I shouldn't be in this room. That's your intuition, right? The psychic ability which is the ability to read energy and translate energy. It could be the energy of an object or a room or a person or an alien, but that's the ability to translate the energy because we are energy, right? Uh, so the psychic ability will say, oh, you know why I don't feel comfortable in this room? Because the people that own this house, they were always fighting. Okay. That will be your psychic ability. If you train in psychic ability, you'll be able to tell the people's name, what they do for a living, what they're wearing, you know, and goes on. It also takes a curious person to be very psychic. 
because you know the most important thing is like oh i don't have to be in this room mm-hmm. right um channeling so you need to be psychic to be a medium for instance we say every medium as a psychic but not every psychic is a medium that's actually another skill that you do use your psychic ability obviously but that's like another tra- different training like a specialization it's like when you're a doctor you're a doctor but then you could be a surgeon for different things uh and channeling in my experience i noticed that i think we're all capable we're all designed to channel um but i kind of see some people have an easier time than others because uh, you know i i teach classes and Sometimes I see those that are like so natural and they've always been like this. It is probably related to frequency, soul age, experience, genetic, ancestral. You know, if in your family they've been, that's all they do, you're probably, it's natural for you. For me, it was always natural. All these things were like natural. Mm-hmm. But that's not, I don't believe that if you don't practice, you won't do that. I think everybody, can practice and achieve and experience that, especially now. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, every, I mean, I could, if I learn to play basketball, I will play basketball. Obviously no one will hire me because I'm not tall. <laughs> you know, you could, be, you could be like, yeah, you know, perhaps better than others or however you want to call it, but it's accessible to all. It just feels different. Like I could, um, it just feels different in my in my body, right? And if because everybody is different, it might feel completely different to each person that you interview, what it is for you channeling. When I practice mediumship, which is more or less conversation with four density crossed over souls, your ancestor and stuff, I can do that all day. Sometimes I do that all day, actually. <laughs> I'm that person. Um, but channeling, it's, it's, you know, it takes a little bit more out of me, I will say. Perhaps if I start practicing five hours a day, it'll be fine. But um, it's more energy. It's more frequency. My body moves more energy. Yeah, and I was going to ask you, like, if you can share um, how, what maybe, like, when you first channeled, I know you're saying it's so natural to you, but, like, um, I know I practiced um, mediumship, developing mediumship, and I identified a space in my brain where I wanted to receive, you know, so that I would know whether, because I find like the human mind, it can be like, am I making this up? It's kind of like adds a level of um, validation almost. Mm-hmm. So when you like maybe first started really practicing the channeling, how did you differentiate it from um, maybe thinking it was your own thoughts or something like that. Oh, it took me many years. It took me many years. So now there is this thing that, not now, but for the past, like maybe 30 years, right? People are um, really working on validation because you cannot validate 100% psychic ability. It's not mm-hmm. a science because we're human. We're not robots, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but the Western science wants 100% prove, right? So it's like, if you're not proving 100%, that is not true right so there's this thing in our subconscious where we doubt ourselves all the time uh and the fear and the shame it's also you know past light stuff because i'm sure the three of us have been witches before yeah or persecuted for what we were saying or doing right uh so that that's that fear that's like in the subconscious and in your dna some the fear that kind of blocks you or doubt yourself like this is you know uh that's also an ego aspect 
right to me like when you're really insecure or you're like mm, like no this is not happening this is all bullshit i'm making it up this is your your ego suffering right and the the, the one of the polarity of your ego the opposite polarity will be like everything i channel is the fucking truth <laughs> <laughs> and you need to listen so, but you know like we'll be in the middle yeah. it's like okay it is what it is we have our days um and there's many school of mediumships right for me mediumship i i use my clear audience and my clairvoyant channels that are psychic channel to do mediumship uh, and I elevate my frequency in a way, but also I'm a natural medium. So I, it's not like I really had to work from zero. Mm-hmm. So I can't really tell you what's the best to do. To me, it was like a natural thing and I got better at it. Um, and I never really take a lot of mediumship classes, like maybe one or two. Uh, I believe if you start from zero and then you follow one school, you'll be very good at it because that's all you know, right? Um, but... Um, I think practice, I was just telling this to a student on Saturday. I was like, when I first started intuition, psychic ability, channeling, I thought it was one thing. I could not differentiate it. I would have a thousand experience and I just labeled them as experience and then let them go. And then when I start practicing, like conscious practice, daily practice, that's when I start feeling the difference between one thing and another and start thinking oh okay this is different you know and i did my own i could have write a hundred books but i never did right um but that's my process right so now i take people that they're they never have experience and they go through a little bit of process and they start understanding and it's faster for them and i also think that our consciousness moves faster now when i started this it was the 70s we were all pretty stuck in the mud, right? So maybe that's also the reason why I thought this is just one thing. Mm-hmm. It's just I'm using my body and that's it. But now I detect different areas lighting up in my body or in my aura, right? So it's solar plexus sometimes more. And there is some school of mediumship that teaches that it all happens in the solar plexus. Some other school of meditation says, no, it's the area of the brain. Channeling, I really feel it from the ground chakra, uh, more so than mediumship. For me, that's like a different, unless mm-hmm. it's just like a different energy. Um, but also, you know, because it's a big world and people have different experiences. I'm not saying you have to experience it like this, otherwise it's not real, right? You know, that's my old bitch here everybody can experience what they want it's valid for them um but there's a little bit of everything now so even the word channeling has been used like in a more general term like i'm channeling my grandmother like are you though i think you're talking to your grandmother who died and perhaps you're using your psychic ability but i don't know about channeling but it is like what what are these words Mm -hmm. what do they mean right even for me i ask myself what does it mean for me because i've learned i didn't make this word up i just learned it and different school differentiated because i think it's a human tendency to put boxes around things right Mm -hmm. but we're in the process also changing languages so yeah changing words for things yeah it's very timely because lately a theme that i've been finding myself really sitting with is like the simplification of all of these words um 
that are surfacing and like floating around Instagram that people are just using to like uh, dramatize or like to have like this theatrical feeling around the energy and energy work when it doesn't have to be that way like it can get to the root of it like you're saying like what does this word actually mean for me because it's alert a word that either i heard or i learned um but like sitting every person can like sit with these words and like really simplify it so that it doesn't have to be this like movie scene you know because um in terms of the validation i feel that a lot of people have to like see me like move this cup with my eyes to believe that there's some sort of psychic ability or you know Mm -hmm. something happening and it's like it's not like that like this life if we connect to the nature and come back to the simplicity that's really like our existence we are the magic without having to say we are magic you know like it's just so simple and pure when we get away from all of the other words that take us away from it that's so beautiful it is truth um we are magical but magic is experience to something like crazy extraordinary no we experience magic every day if we want to we are magical our energy is magical connecting to nature is magical Mm -hmm. uh synchronicities are magical all of this but yeah the validation is a pressure of the old times and the old years and kind of like the fear that that's desperately trying to get you <laughs> yeah uh and um it's it's dying out though it's changing a lot but yeah it's it's beautiful we are magical yeah <laughs> i wanted to speak a little bit about the different entities out there that we can call them as aliens just to simplify it for the conversation um Do you feel that there's like a shared mission amongst like different entities or different groups now on the planet or is it all towards one um, singular goal? It's a very interesting question. Um, In my, my impression, let's say my impression is that there are a hundred different goals and perhaps two or three main purposes, right? And still, we don't, like, it's too big to understand. Mm. Um, but I think I I read Dolores Cannon. She's one of my favorite. Um, and uh, she's, uh, she was, actually, she died. Um, a regression therapist. And um, her clients will be all the clients that bring this alien conversation to Dolores because she was, you know, one of the few back then that, you know, was open to um, to do this and to do this work, and she was meant to do this work. Uh, and in one of her book, I was reading something that really, um, they really made me cry. <laughs> I was like, oh, nerd me. Um, about so her books are not. It's not as much about her opinion. It's like transcript of her clients going there and being. <clears throat> in hypnosis and saying things what they see what they feel uh and one of them was in contact with this particular uh, group of extraterrestrial which are so many like the one we hear in the media and the youtube they're like you know maybe 20 type but there's thousand more uh, and one of these they were stationed around the earth to desperately try to clear the the, the pollution and the chemical because the their planet which is you know not to say it's visible because there's different plane of existence and and frequency mm-hmm. some of these planets and and spirit that are out there 
you can't see them with the visible eye they vibrate too fast for us you know so it's like even on earth we can have different plane of existence mm -hmm. i don't i mean i actually had a dream about it. it's like oh look at all these people living here um but these particular people they're cleaning the earth because their planet was destroyed by the pollution of earth and all they all these people do now people i mean yeah the spirits <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, this alien collective right and this is one of the millions alien collective out there their purpose is to clear the atmosphere because what we do on earth is not like it's gonna stop it just keep going to the infinite right so and i did um i channel sometimes this group called arcturians and once we had a conversation about the atomic bomb and how they really started they were you know time is you know whatever time is for for their experience um but they started to watch earth um much closer because of this atomic situation um so perhaps it's one of their goal but there's also other a lot of other spirit collective or alien collective that they're watching over that and some other that they're watching over our genetic change other that watch over our consciousness um so yes there is a lot of work and i think that overall the way i feel it i was never a pessimistic person so i'm never like i never read into those theories like these are really bad yeah <laughs> you know it, it's it's bad and good and it's everywhere and the lyrians are super good well some of them probably they had different missions we don't know yet because if an alien collective perhaps in another planet perhaps they're living in like more in the physical body and they start channeling me i will tell them one version Mm -hmm. But if they channel someone else in this planet that can have a completely different version, that's what we're doing. We're channeling. What, what are we channeling? It's, it's a big mm -hmm. universe, right? Um, but I feel, and the way I feel, it could be you know, true or not, whatever. I feel like there is a universal intelligence that moves all of us, every spirit, into a dynamic, Right? Mm -hmm. And this dynamic can feel like that at one point, this alien collective goes, oh, that's what we need to do. Why? I don't know. We need to do that. Um, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm so there, there is a like, um, perhaps it's a God intelligence or source intelligence that moves everything together universally, whatever you want to call it. So there is, yeah, there is no agenda. Yeah, people always have agendas, <laughs> you know, but they're all in within the biggest, design i would say so i trust it mm, i love that I, I don't leave like oh my god this alien wants to attack us this i also know i'm infinite so whatever agenda is going to happen and i'm gonna pass away and then i'm gonna come back maybe or not or explore another universe yeah it's such a positive outlook um and it really is empowering because and also unifying because I feel that a lot of people do look at um, extraterrestrials or other beings, spirits, anything outside of the human as a separate, like completely separate entity. And it's like you just said, we're infinite. And if, you know, there's this creator source that we all come from all of the universe. So it's really to unify us and them like there is no us in them. It's the oneness and it brings that really uh, forward. Yeah. In some way, I feel like they're my ancestor but also 
the future us mm-hmm. yeah there is no time in that as well obviously you know my mind explore past present and future as well just for fun but i do understand that it's not a, it's a, not a concept that's universal it's just third dimensional right yeah. so if i want to relate and talk to people <laughs> i can't just start talking like a six-dimensional alien because no one will talk to me yeah, <laughs> like, <you know>? yeah. <laughs> uh, not that i would know how to do it but you know some of the concepts that i channel are just sometimes they're like even big for me it's like what can you repeat that uh and i'm not like um a met- i don't have a degree in metaphysics i just read metaphysics all the time mm-hmm. but i don't have the language to explain um the details and perhaps at some points like who cares about the details yeah. and how you know like i i care what what i need for my day-to-day life experience for my well-being for my clients and my friends right yeah and that's all that's really necessary it's like removing the idea of like needing these like papers or validation of what we know to be true in our own experience and trusting that and it's serving nonetheless you know without the need of those excess things because mm-hmm. yeah. it's like proving like a degree is like to prove that you have this skill set but it goes back to we all are born with these skill sets you know we are enough it's not having to do more and continue to be like oh yeah this is my showcase of certificates or knowledge that i have achieved because i went through this education system it's like no i'm able to do x y and z because i can do it and if you believe me you believe me if not okay you know like i know what's true yeah and then you'll find those who are in resonance with your life's work and your experience and not being um tied up into like the paperwork of it all absolutely i always say um i'm here just for a few people i'm not here for everyone and i I don't need to prove anything to anyone um do you know have you ever um listened to sad guru Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes I'll listen to him he's very funny and uh, <laughs> in one of his video he was saying you know we have a lot of intelligence but particularly in this country this society intelligence measured with like an IQ or, or a degree right but we do have emotional intelligence we have a body intelligence we have astral intelligence we have conscious we have like so many type of intelligence and but we only measure intelligence with like degrees or proof of validation right but mm-hmm. he was like but uh, some of you that have all these degrees and validation you're just gonna get cancer when you're 40 because you don't have body intelligence or you're it's really a limiting thing right? i love that perspective so much i feel like it's really empowering um for those that may feel like insecure or lack confidence and in their truth you know because of these things that they may not have acquired yeah yeah it's really how um the world has been working so far mm-hmm. never liked it but hey we're here now oh, we're here now <laughs> <laughs> and i feel it speaks to that shift like that you were speaking about like let's say in the 70s compared to now like the whole um because i do believe that even like in my lifetime being alive you know in this lifetime i have experienced that shift as well that the conscious um level has i don't want to say normalized because i feel like it's still not fully normal but like there is a normalization to consciousness and people are having these conversations 
And I feel like that is going to carry over into all of these things, like the degrees, like those outdated systems are just going to be a thing of the past. And Absolutely. You know. And if you talk to astrologers, that's what they've been saying. I'm not an astrologer, but I read about it. It's basically they see that this is like the next step. Something like um, get rid of the old mm-hmm. and get rid of all the boxes. Yeah. You know, all the boxes and recreate a new society, which is more harmonious, more in community, more compassionate. Yeah, we were definitely moving through that for sure. It's so exciting. It's an exciting time to even have conversation about it because it's just affirming of the truth of that reality is is stepping forward, which brings me to my question now as, you know, our values and what's important changes. What is something that you value now that you once didn't? That once I didn't? Mm Hmm. Mm. Probably the collective. I mean, as a child of the 60s, first of all, speaking of time changes, no one could talk about any of this. You know, what's a chakra? (laughs) I studied the chakra. I'm like, what are you talking about? Is this (laughs) another language? Um, You know, like there is no space for that. And my consciousness was a a lot smaller. So... um, I grew up in a small town of Italy where that's all you see and all you like you don't read and you know you have a priest that tells you things I never believed <laughs> any that the priest was saying my family was like I don't know what they're smoking but I don't think they're I don't know I don't understand them they don't understand me it's fine um so my vision was limited um and I thought it was not because it was communicating with the people and they were saying things to me but even their vision was limited to the fourth dimension right mm-hmm. so a lot of these other concepts that I would start reading they would be like almost outside of my comfort and I will accept them because I never actually reject anything I accept it I either resonate or not but I don't judge it and I've always been like that but I wasn't aware of the collective energy and the different collectives until like probably i was you know 28 or 30 and that's when you know that's when your consciousness started worrying about different things mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah i love that the uh, not rejecting anything accepting everything it's a very loving perspective and just like deciding if it's in resonance or not yeah and I have a question in terms of um, Akashic records or past life regressions. How can this aid somebody in their healing? That's a great question. Yes, thank you for that question. So when I first experienced a past life, I was you know, only 21 or 22. It was the best experience of my life. And after the hypnosis, I woke up lighter. And it was the first time that I experienced death into like an astral hypnosis reality like because the classical way of doing sometimes sometimes i do it sometimes i don't with my clients it depends what they need because i I work with intuitive ability but as i learn how to do it you just basically bring your consciousness into that life see various aspects of that life until the day you die or the moment you die and then you pass and that was the most incredible experience i had up to you know 21 year old and i saw myself leaving the body and uh, lifting up and uh, connecting with the people that they were connecting with me anyway as a child 
and it was just amazing and that was super healing to me i think fear of death is one of the big reasons people come and have past life regression but also because they started having memories and um because every time we experience a life a timeline uh, however time you understand it um and we experience traumas sometimes these traumas are not able to fully being felt or explored or understood in that timeline so when you go back you revisit it and you kind of re-experience it and you release the the trauma aspect of it and and that brings healing so we have like probably 30 years of study or more 40 or 50 but like more in the the past 30 years has been like a lot of people doing and writing books about it uh and according to all of these you know therapists their uh, clients experience physical healing emotional healing and mental healing in various form and you know because we're all different and we all bring different things to the plate we all have a different soul age but it's definitely healing i've done many and every time i go there um i understand a part of my soul and i clear something that i wasn't able to explore or express and um you know i get lighter and lighter do you feel that you experience the healing um while also providing um like being the vessel for healing for a client yes i feel like as a practitioner we heal with the client i don't see uh, and we heal together and we bring each other together for purposes and aspects um so i i see this collaboration all the time especially if you're aware of it mm. um there's always something for a client it's something for the practitioner to work with together akashic is a little different but they you still have a healing i think most the most healing that you get from akashic reading is from the akashic lights um but also knowing um aspect of your soul makes you validate yourself because in like you said in this time of like nothing is validated for you and just hearing a different perspective or hearing what you really have been trying to do as a soul it kind of like gives you more comfort i was like oh I, I get it now yeah so that's the healing aspect but also the akashic light when i do past life regression i also use healing energy so my past life regressions are a little different you know uh most therapists not most i would say and now a lot of therapists have you know energies and streaming um uh, but classical hypnotherapists it will just you go to school and you do that yeah. but you don't provide but i believe that even if you don't have healing energy or you're not attuned there's always collaborations mm -hmm. <laughs> spirits will come through whether the practitioner is able to identify this or not but their spiritual forces they're trying to help the healing aspect yeah it makes a lot of sense and like again i could say from the first-hand experience i never had past life regression prior to it was a totally different experience than what i had <laughs> expected um because it was such a healing session like such a deep cellular mental everything clearing and healing session for me so it was really good i recommend having a healing session thank you yes. i'm glad you enjoyed it. it was fun i mean 
it's fun <laughs> to me <laughs> <laughs> it's fun when a person experience that beauty and they see themselves healing through it your life was fun too yes uh, <laughs> <laughs> i find my i found my experience to be so much more um it felt so regular in such a weird way like it felt so not flat but just like more of what already is at least in my awareness in a way that i didn't know i was aware of um returning back to this like blob planet as i refer to it um in that experience mm-hmm. and resonating so deeply with the what came forward of the shared mission of you know those that i um that i come from from this space from this planet um coming here for uh, the purpose of you know raising consciousness um it, it it mirrored with the other piece of my past life regression that surfaced about like helping moving forward um the people in a time and space from i don't know however long ago um so it was just really cool because it just affirmed for me deeply um the truth that i live in here in the now which is uh, wanting to be of of help and service to others and being a vessel of um, uniting all beings and raising the vibes to a love frequency that can be sustained and maintained. Yeah. Um, you know, sometimes you just get an experience like this and you're like, I've been here. I know this space. Yeah, it felt very like I've that. I've done this. <laughs> like, you know, it's that's, that's your validation too. It's like, oh, I thought I was cuckoo, but this is real normal. Mm-hmm. You know, we're normalizing it, right? And then I will say um, something that we were talking in the car, right? That um, in 1991, they discovered a set of neurons in the heart that they're actually brain cells. But science before Western science, again, indigenous science knew this before. They just didn't write it down. But now Western science has the <laughs> money that funds the machine to show you the, the waves or whatever. <laughs> uh, when they recognize this group of neurons, they realize, oh, but these are all over the body. But especially these hard neurons, they, they feel, they remember, they organize just like the brain, but in the heart, independently from the brain, right? So um, what that kind of tells me is like talk therapy addresses the neuron of the brain, which is important. You know, a lot of us need talk therapy or to, you know, uh, put things into different perspective in, within yourself. Um, but if you don't address the neuron of the heart and the traumas that the heart recorded, it's never a complete healing and i feel like as hypnosis started as a way of talk therapy but kind of reframing your subconscious from your fear and your mm-hmm. other pattern that you're doing through talk because a lot of practitioners just do a lot of that talk uh i do some talk but i address when i work i address the heart neurons and so that the person will have their own experience their own healing through their heart which is in term i think is what i noticed though in my practice because i also attract the people that want to work with me right uh and then i can help because i don't i can't help everyone um but i noticed that these these healings are very powerful because they're they participate right Mm -hmm. i just use suggestions 
right because mm-hmm. you to experience so i just suggest things so that but you, then you do it yourself in a way and then i you if they're open i invite other spirits to do the rest uh, and that's where you experience the magic and that's what you experience oh i could do this myself right yeah, yeah. definitely like it takes um because as a reiki practitioner right like i I perform Reiki on myself, Mm self-treatments. But then the session that I had with you, I feel that blockages that I wasn't even aware of or fears that I might have been aware of but I wasn't processing, they surfaced in past life to show me. And then it was such a, like, aha moment. And it was right in front of, like, the consciousness that I'm carrying in this present moment so that I could address it and really heal that aspect of myself so that I could move forward like in the space of where I am now today. So it um, it shows you like, yes, you have it within you, these tools. But again, I totally loved the session with you. So I really, I speak highly of it. I really recommend it. Um, but I was going to ask you in terms of um, getting glimpses of past lives, not during a session, but let's say like in your regular everyday life, you might start connecting to these glimpses that you don't know what they are, but like you have quick little visions um, and they feel so familiar to you. Do you have any advice of how somebody can work with that? Like if they are experiencing that? Sure, people are experiencing a lot more now. I've always experienced that. And I believe that some people are better than in experiencing, like not better, but their their energy is designed, their DNA is more open, maybe their soul is older. So they're spontaneous to remember a lot more. Actually, have you ever heard of Matthias de Stefano? No. He's one of my favorite. Like, um, he's this very young man uh, who I started watching his show on Gaia. On Gaia, right? Yeah. uh, Yeah, and he remembers all his past life, alien life, pre-Earth, Earth life. Uh, And he's very humble, and I really love his perspective because it's very similar to my perspective. And it's like in one day in one of his interviews, he says, if you know biology, you know the universe, because that's the same. And that's that's my perspective too, like the microcosm and the microcosm. Uh, and he's like, um, I'm not the only one who remembers all the life. I'm sure there's a lot of other people who do like some specialized cells. Their job is to remember, you know, I'm in the in the body of the universe. I'm one of those cells, but there's many. I'm just on tv <laughs> other people are not mm-hmm. so there's a lot of these people and i will say a lot of these people they dismiss that mm-hmm. they dismiss that because you're constantly told that you're fantasizing that you're daydreaming that that's not real so mm, or they have these experiences their the brain doesn't even compute with it you don't even have you have it but you don't have it it's like i believe we're all quantum leaping here and there but we don't really realize we're doing it you know there's a degree of frequency a consciousness expansion that allows for certain experience other can freak you out so you're not experiencing it but for a person whose consciousness have these bits of memories i will say meditation is the only way that you can explore those and there's a lot of guided meditation out there on youtube um i love steve noble meditations he's um great produce one a month i think he just channels and then he does this transmission or meditation he doesn't ask specific past life meditation but i think every time you are achieving uh, a state of deep meditation and your conscious mind you want to go explore that moment that you remember you you are probably have more glimpse into that moment right and um, it's really about 
it, this is quantum healing, right? Because we're going to different timelines, uh, like you beautifully express yourself in the time now when you were in, you know, in my room where we did the regression, but you really were experiencing multiple layers of yourself, multiple timelines, and you would be able to make sense of it. And you had a ha ha moment. Obviously, you need another person to do that sometimes. We're not really good in doing that to ourselves. M me, myself included. I need a practitioner if I want to do that. I might have, you know, achieved a lot of how I'm by myself because I practice a lot, but that doesn't mean that it's easier for ourselves. We need to heal together. We can heal alone, in mm -hmm. a way, yeah. you know? Um, but yeah, that is um, meditate, meditate, keep meditating. <laughs> yeah. No, I love it. And I ask because, again, like personal experience, I remember years ago, um, like I was sitting in my kitchen. Um, I was with my husband and I just started crying. Like I had this glimpse, like I was present, but I zoned out of the conversation with him. And I had this like glimpse of this woman who was crying about to end her life. And I felt so deeply as if that was me in the moment. And I was crying, but I got so freaked out. I was like, oh my God, I'm going crazy. That was like my first thought. I'm like, why am I having this? Like, what is going on? Not having a clue about what, like what it could have been. So I asked because of that. Because I know in that moment, I had no idea what I was experiencing. And I think the fear of me possibly going crazy, like um, ended it really quickly. Like I pulled myself out and I was like, why am I crying? Like I'm sitting in my kitchen. I'm fine. You know, like what was that? So and how amazing that is that, you know, to have those experiences that are inviting us to heal naturally as, you know, we experience these things because we're a soul and a body. So mm -hmm. we're beyond the human. Um, but these labels or these constructs that can keep us from it, because I deeply resonate with um, I haven't had a, an experience just like that one. But with the concept of fearing that I was going crazy, I, I always share in the terms of like feeling like I was schizophrenic because of how like far out or how disassociated something can feel in the moment. Um, and how to navigate that space. So I really appreciate the step of the meditation and how that can kind of ground someone into their experience and normalize it and explore it safely or to feel oh, yeah. safe. Yeah, unfortunately at these fear moments, but you know, in the biggest plan, divine plan, right? We're having these moments because we somehow we need to heal something. We're not consciously of it. We're like, I, what was that? That was scary, right? That's the first. But I also believe that your soul will never show you things that you cannot handle. And if this this constant experience, what they do, they're like kind of like create some roads in your subconscious, or they open some DNA, or they activate something else that will lead to something else, right? Mm -hmm. uh, in in a way that you can handle it. But it's good to talk about it because a lot of people have this experience and they, 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 don't, they don't feel like it's a normal experience, mm -hmm. right? Uh, and yeah, again, we need to normalize this. And uh, the, the practice of meditation is what saved me, right? Because it's a way in which you can explore all that and you're meditating. So it's safer to, to, for a, a human. Mm-hmm right oh i'm not going crazy this is meditation <laughs> and then eventually you'll learn how to navigate your astral space and you know it takes years sometimes but uh it is um and when you meditate your brain waves um 
go to delta no alpha i'm sorry delta is sleep <laughs> alpha or theta and those are the brain waves that help your own biology to move and heal and restore so there is a physical benefit for it but mostly is consciousness benefit to me how to stretch your consciousness how to um be in multiple reality at yeah. once yeah <laughs> or travel through different realities and we always talk about tools that um can help us on our journey of being and dealing with this human experience um aside from meditation do you have any other tools that you like practice oh my god so many <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> yes well one of my favorite tools you know is um energy healing obviously and for that you can i mean anybody can attune can be attuned you take a class in your tune and that alone will really help so just being attuned to reiki reiki one reiki two uh, or other energies can help um hypnosis is one of my favorite tools because that's really when you travel across dimension and quantum heal yourself um i like breath work uh i don't do it i don't i don't i mean i don't i'm not a practitioner of breath work but i have friends that do it that's also very powerful and i can talk extensively about it but every time i have done breath work like things move the energy moves my brain is clear it's like a beautiful practice and there's many and there's also group breath work therapy and all that um what other tools i love constellations it's another practice and my tools as i call them tools they're practices mm -hmm. uh and some of these practices are ancient uh, some are newer but i don't think anything is new really it's just a fish back from the past and yeah. refurbish uh <laughs> constellation is um i love doing constellation um i've done it with my friend travis carrier um and uh, and it's another form of healing and reorganizing your own astral constellation with your family with your environment um even with your star families if you want um there's so many more than i can think of now but in the world of holistic therapies there are so many to flower essence is another actually tool that i really love um it also helps your field and reframe your subconscious there's a flower for everything uh i know a lot of people resonate with that um yeah i'm lost now but there's so many more i feel like those were yeah, great those are excellent That's there's something out there for everybody like somebody will be drawn to one or all you know oh absolutely yeah it, it also de yeah depending on yourself what you resonate with mm -hmm. the phase of your life you know mm -hmm. um the um density that you're trying to clear is a physicalism it's all connected but sometimes it feels more in the body like for that you'll be like acupuncture somatic therapy breath work sometimes it's more in the emotional field sometimes it's more in the astral field it depends what you're going through but there's so many modalities now like i'm actually so grateful that we live in this time now because i had none of that when i grew up none of that we had yoga which is great um but that that's all we had and um i do remember my first past life regression was with this therapist who was the first person in italy who introduced this concept and it was like a weekend class and i took the class and by the class you receive one you gave one 
Um, but she was like an alien to me. I was like, wow, where are you coming from? What is this? This is like such a new and incredible thing. Uh, and I'm sure there's more therapists now in Italy, but not as much as here. So I'm glad that now there are so many other practices, holistically speaking, that can really help uh, our body and consciousness. I think that's so cool being able to witness that expansion in one lifetime. Yeah. You know, like I'm so excited to see what expansion comes forward. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, yes. Imagine in 20, 30 years from now um, what you will see mm-hmm. in the world. It's, I'm excited for that. I mean, I hope I'm going to be around. I think I'm going to be around. <laughs> <laughs> in one way or another. In one way or another. Yeah. But, you know, I remember my grandfather once said, you know, when I was your age, we didn't have phones or cars. And, you know, like what they saw. They saw yeah. phone invention, airplanes flying. Um, yeah, imagine seeing all this um, transformation in your lifetime. Yeah. That's I'm so excited yeah, for it. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. It is ex- it's an exciting time. Yeah. I hope that we'll have full alien walking around us. I feel that we already do. We do. <laughs> but it'll be more normal maybe. Mm, yes. Normal like unquote. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Normalized. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As we coexist with the animals. Yeah. Yes. And a question that we love asking everybody is what does being look like and feel like for you? being mm-hmm. it's amazing being it's amazing i feel um i'm not a superhuman but being human is super that's and i didn't come up with this phrase don't ask me where i heard it <laughs> someone said it <laughs> and i like assimilate it because yes that's because that's how i feel um i feel like um what I've been through in my life, and I'm not saying, oh, what I've been through in my life, it's like, but what really, my existence in itself uh, was such a transformative existence, and I got to meet so many incredible people. I got to study and read so many incredible things. There's just not enough time for that, and I got to touch people's life in a way that was really amazing, and a lot of people touched me in my life. Um, and all the pain that I experienced, it, it always lead for a better transformative time for me so I really learned how to transmute all of that into beauty and I, I understood that everything's necessary so to be here at this point with that it's amazing that's being that's fully being and, and, and enjoying every moment of your life but clearly we don't have amazing moment every second of our life but I don't see, um, I, don't, I tend to see less and less the polarity or the binarity of life. When things happen, I'm still okay and neutral and um, in a good mood. And when I'm not in a good mood, it's like, okay, I'm not in a good mood. It's fine. Mm-hmm. That'll go. That will flow. I'll, I'll do a meditation. I'll eat ice cream. It'll <laughs> pass, you know? Um, so yeah, it's being is amazing. <laughs> I love that answer. It's very unique um, from past answers we've received. So it just puts the perspective again. Like you have such a um, like loving and positive outlook that I really appreciate witnessing right now. Thank you. 
Yeah, and it's really cool to see uh, like the different takes that people take on that um, question. It really mm-hmm. um, shows such a beautiful mirror into what else is possible for people to experience and yeah. perceive through being. Yeah, unfortunately, you know, not everyone. I feel fortunate. I really do, for in, in a lot of ways. You know, I feel privileged. So. Uh, everything that I experienced that was probably labeled difficult childhood, lots of people dying on me, and mother's always in the hospital. Um, but that didn't stop me from not experiencing life. Um, but that's a fortunate thing because some other, unfortunately, are not capable or they have situations that they're so rich in trauma or genetic trauma that like constantly comes up in their body Mm -hmm. and there's not enough assistance in the community to recognize and help that i was able to do it myself not because i'm better it's just like i don't know it's just like because i could or i just still feel a privilege in that that i get to a point where i can uh, feel and happy it's a big word to me and it's something that society has sold us you have to be happy you have to be love and light you have to up your frequency no you have to enjoy every freaking emotion and sometimes they're really heavy mm-hmm. but you can't judge them as negative it is what it is you have to be resilient with all the emotion and move them through that's how I guide my you know friends community family clients and students um, and I feel that's the privilege that I that I could um, see that and experience that and despite of all happiness like I said it's a big word but contentment it's what I'm trying to say mm-hmm. when you're content to me it's I'm perfect I don't need anything else I'm content and I don't know what's gonna happen in five minutes but I don't need to know yeah I love that because it removes like those expectations that I have to be happy or I have to be feeling good or like whatever it is. Um, And it's something I've recently started practicing and really adapting because as I was going through the ups and downs with my physical body and the health, I would harp on, okay, I'm not feeling good. Like I'm feeling sick. And as soon as I shifted that perspective and the awareness to no, I'm so grateful to be feeling in this moment, even if it's not a pleasant feeling, I'm feeling and that eases and i've said it on previous episodes but it's such a powerful shift in awareness that really makes the journey so much smoother like you're allowed to and you allow yourself to flow through whatever you experience as opposed to like trying to take control and change the narrative when all you need to do is give yourself that space to feel whether it's Mm. what we call good or bad it's just your feeling and that's it like there is no labeling to it yeah, and this and this is healing mm-hmm. to be able to allow to allow yourself to feel and to just to feel it, just feel it all. Most mm-hmm. of us cannot feel it all. <laughs> it's such a gift. It's like it's like expressing a gratitude for life and all of its um, colorful emotions that come with it. Yeah, colorful emotion. Yeah, That's right. <laughs> yeah. So another question we like to ask: um, What is one takeaway that you would like to leave the audience with? If it was only one. one takeaway something that I could say to the audience mm-hmm. mm. it's too many things mm-hmm. I can't come up with one thing 
And I feel that's so great because it's, <laughs> I'm like, this is like loaded. Oh, like, did you see my fear is fresh? It's like, what? I don't know. There's no, I've, I haven't been able to uh, be in any box lately. And I feel like uh, it's not a, you know, it's a specific question. I'm like, wait, what? No, I, mean, I love it. Yeah. I love that reaction because it speaks to the um, taking yourself out of a box. Like you're not boxing things in. There is no confinement. It's unlimited, you know? Yeah. So I think it's an example of the whole entire conversation. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like everyone's perfect the way they are and everything is perfect. You just, you know, is it. Yeah. shine your light <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah it's really no it was such a perfect answer in yeah. the sense that it really wrapped up the, the whole non-answer was a perfect answer yeah <laughs> yeah it was and do you have a favorite quote or mantra no actually i go through mantras and quotes monthly <laughs> uh i used to have um a mantra that went on for a year um and i used to say it in the morning life is magic and miracles which is a silly mantra but it's kind of like shifting your it kind of shift uh and that was like 10 years ago kind of shifted my subconscious is to thinking that we live every day many miracles miracle is not a religious miracle it's not, people appearing in front of me people have appeared in front of me since i was a child right and that means i experienced many miracles so uh, that was one of my think life is magic and miracle yeah i really like it because again as we shared with you prior to starting the recording um the evolution of the podcast and i feel that these answers have really shown us that the evolution is occurring mm -hmm. because it's like taking away from that limited space or like that limited thinking so i'm so grateful for it like i love Thank the you. answers you shared so much yeah it's very expansive and it's a great um it's beautiful to have the reflection of the mirror that you're um reflecting to us um, through all that you're sharing and the perspective that you have because it's so affirming to what um, jericho was just saying about you're also evolution. my mirrors though we're all mirroring one another yeah 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 and uh yeah i mean it's there's so much infinite in front of us that sometimes is sometimes it's disorienting and sometimes it's like oh well i'm just a little piece of dust <laughs> floating on space on a rock <laughs> yeah. that's all i can do today is having a good time with my friends yeah <laughs> yeah and manu we'll share it um in the show notes but if you want to tell somebody listening where they can find you like on the internet or oh yes i mean i do have a website and my website is um manureeper.com um i also work with a group called minka brooklyn and i teach um all my classes through minka brooklyn actually i think now we change it into minkamysteryschool.com and you can find all the classes i teach and i could teach a lot of other classes i teach some myself but i could teach with other beautiful teachers uh, and it's a beautiful group uh, i love them all right perfect <laughs> well thank you so much manu for joining us it has been such a delight to have you on it it's it was a meeting that happened in the stars yes yes and we materialize it 
here here in the now here in the now (laughs) thank you for listening continue flowing in your own space by simply being if this resonated with you and you feel called please be sure to follow us like and share until next time wherever you go give yourself space space to to flow flow. (laughs) Uh, family family.